Welcome to the Feel and Find Out podcast. I'm your host, Raquel DeLucia, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and solo private practice owner. I have spent my career helping adults and couples understand themselves and their emotions so that they can be more authentic in their lives and relationships. I am here to help you find out who the F you are by actually feeling what you feel. It's time to change the way we view our emotions, our inner world, and the way we communicate so that we can thrive in our relationships, our businesses, and truly align with our felt sense of self. I am bringing you clinical insights from the therapy room, personal lived experiences, as well as some experts in the mental health industry and beyond. So take a deep breath and let's feel and find out. Hello and welcome back to Feel and Find Out. Do you guys remember that song from the movie Night at the Roxbury and prior to that from SNL? Uh, if you don't, well, I'm dating myself. Um, go YouTube the skit, Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan. Anyway, what is love? So in honor of Valentine's Day being next week, uh, I know that that is super cliche and corny if you, you guys hate Valentine's Day. Some of you might love Valentine's Day. I think it's sweet, you know, uh, if you want to do things with your kids or just a little something with your partner. Why not? You know, why not? Uh, I wanted to talk about love on the podcast today and the concept or question of what the hell is love, right? Is it an emotion? Is it an action? Is it a choice? Is it an experience? Is it all of the above? Is it none of the above? And this is just going to be from my experience um, in, in my work, personal life, conversations I've had with people, and we'll just kind of chat about it for a few. What do you think love is? You know, if I, when I say the word love to you, what is the first thing that comes up? Love. Do you have a memory? Is there a symbol that represents it for you? Is there a feeling you get in your body? Either good or bad, right? I would say that for many years, I was the poster girl for unrequited love. I always just loved someone who did not love me back. Uh, since I was like in fifth grade, okay? And um, so the word love to me meant pain and longing and yearning and never getting. And um, that is very different for someone who love meant joy and, you know, happiness and excitement and so I've really had to shift my perspective as I had children, as I now am in a very healthy relationship where it actually started where I really wanted to be with him and he was very uncertain for quite some time and I just kind of held out and now we're in a good place and I do feel loved and chosen, but I, I was repeating that that pattern of the only love I'm worth is unrequited, meaning they don't love you back. 
And where does that come from? Well, that comes from having an anxious attachment style. That comes from, you know, childhood where we lived. My mom and I moved when I was six, and I only saw my father once a year every summer. And so there was a lot of yearning and longing and, and excitement and like surge of dopamine when I'd see him and it was fun. And then I would leave him and it would be like crushing and devastating and just so much abandonment. So I've done a lot of work around that on my own in my own therapy. And, uh, but I, I have come to realize that that feeling of, you know, yearning, but not being able to have definitely impacted what I looked for in a love relationship. So again, if you would have asked me years ago, I would have said, oh, love is yearning. Like I used to listen to sad songs just to feel the pain and the longing that others felt in their music because I related to it so deeply. And now listening to music like that is just enjoyable. I can appreciate it for what it is, but it doesn't elicit that strong, relatable pain inside. Uh, So I don't know if any of you relate to that, but just wanted to share a little bit of a personal experience there. But if we talk about love in general, I think it is a state. So when we say we love something, let's, let's pick something a little more accessible. Let's pick a pet. You love your pet. When you see your pet, you have strong feelings of what? probably adoration, warmth, protection, like you have this desire to protect it at all costs, you want to keep it safe, you want to nurture it, you want to cuddle it, you want to, you know, provide it what it needs, you want to have fun with it, right? All of those things exist because you love it. But love itself on its own is not an emotion because that pet will eventually pass on across the rainbow bridge and you love that pet so much now what do you feel devastation grief despair loss sadness and so the emotions change the love is the same so to me love is a state that we enter and based on the stage of that state we will experience different emotions Let's stick with the pet, for example. I got a puppy almost a year ago. And I felt a lot of different emotions with that puppy throughout the last year because puppies are pretty challenging and they go through their own developmental phases. And there was a time where I had like huge buyer's remorse and regret and frustration. And the same thing happened with my first dog, Luna, who's now 11. I was just like, this is so hard. What did I do? Did I love the dog? Yeah. Was I frustrated with the dog? Also, yeah. But the love kind of remains the same. It's just the other emotions around it will shift based on the stage of love that you're in. So when we talk about partner love, romantic partner love, intimate love, when you meet someone and there's a connection, there is likely a surge of feel-good hormones And you might even experience some lust and you just want to be around this person all the time and your chemicals are feeding off their chemicals and it's just like this hazy bliss of oxytocin that you're living in. And 
does that feeling last forever? Not necessarily at that level because that's the early stage of a relationship. That's early stage of of meeting someone, being with someone, starting a life, starting a relationship, the excitement, the newness. That love will transition over time to committed love and you love this person and it deepens and it isn't just about how exciting it feels to be with them. It's also about the security you feel in that relationship and the longevity that you are excited to build in that relationship. It's about trust. So, you know, is trust a feeling? You know when you feel trust and when you don't, right? You know when you feel suspicion and when you don't. You know, the initial intensity of the emotions surrounding a relationship will kind of just even out and stabilize over time. I don't think that love goes away. Say you're in a relationship for many, many years. You still have this love for that person. That state is still there. But the stage in which you're experiencing it is very different. So I want you to think about your last relationship or the one you're in now. What stage are you in? Is it early? Is it is it mid? Is it is it longer term? Are you in committed love? And and honestly, people who are in committed love still feel lust. Like that doesn't have to go away. Okay. That's not like you don't trade that out. It's just there are other feelings that are also at play. And the the chemicals kind of even out a bit in in the brain. <clears throat> so let's talk about unconditional love for a moment unconditional love meaning you could do anything and i will still love you i think this applies to children you know you will love your children no matter what can you love a partner no matter what that's challenging i i want to say no i want to say that if you're being hurt repeatedly harmed by your partner You are not supposed to just love them no matter what or accept that behavior no matter what. Now, my son or a child, when they're mean to you because they are, like that's developmentally appropriate for a child to go from one stage to the next and the adolescent stage is a little bit feisty. You know, they're going to treat you in ways that they didn't before. Does that mean you withhold love from them? No. Does that mean your love changes for them? No, it doesn't because you know it's a stage. Even parents who have adult children that they are not in touch with or perhaps, you know, some some trauma occurred with, I'm sure there's still love there. And you're going to hold that for your child forever. Whereas partners... I think there can be standards like this is how, you know, you want to be loved. These these are some boundaries around love. I think that's actually healthy, you know, talking about how do we maintain the stage of love we're in or how do we maintain this state? How do we communicate when things aren't feeling as good and connected and warm as we want them to or as secure as we want them to feel? So I just wanted to touch on that 
that part too. I don't think anyone should be accepting hurt and especially abuse, harm, just because they do love this person. But that does become a part of why people will stay. And that's a topic for a different day. But back to is love an emotion. So no, I think love is a state. I think it's an experience that carries different emotions along with it. It evokes different emotions at any given time. You know, when you love someone deeply and maybe there is a conflict, that's painful. You know, your loved ones can also be the ones who hurt you the most, right? Because of how much you love them. Because of how strong that state is. So I want you to think about the love relationship that you're in right now. Or, you know, if you don't have one, do you have a child you love or a pet? And I want you to think of just the different emotions that have come up. You know, fear shows up. Fear if something is wrong, if they get sick when you love someone, right? Rejection, you know, uh, like I said before, this unrequited love that I was so accustomed to early on, rejection became equated with love for me. It was like, well, if I love someone, I'm definitely going to be rejected by them because it was the whole, like, you love them, they're likely not going to love you back um, type of mentality, so think about where, where you're at right now and, and some of the, the differing emotions that come up because you love someone. And let's focus on the pleasant ones. I mean, you know, what does love feel like to you in your body? For me, it's a contentment and a warmth, a security, um, an attraction, you know, a pull, a desire to be close, a nurture. Um, with my kids, it's this like fierce affection and protection, right? Like I want to protect at all costs. (laughs) Um, so it's a little bit of a different emotional experience than that of my partner. You know, I'm not trying to protect him. In fact, I'm sure he'd be the one to protect me. Do I want to emotionally protect him? Yes, of course. But with my kids, it's more of this like, primal physical protection Uh, and so there's just a little bit of a difference there so I want you to think about you know the emotions that you feel when it comes to love some of you might feel really uncomfortable with love it might be like getting close to someone I long for that or I want that deep down but it's it feels so suffocating to me or scary to me and so you might pull away from close relationships from from loving outreach, you may feel more comfortable alone in your own world. Uh, some of you, and I relate to this one, will feel more anxious. I don't anymore, but I, I had, I've had to do a lot of work on my attachment to feel less anxious in loving relationships and just more secure. So at a certain point, though, when there was love involved, um, there was a lot of anxiety involved. 
are, are do they do they like me? Do they want me as much? What are they doing? Why haven't I heard from them? Just this constant questioning. And that was the emotion I associated with love as well. What we want is for it to feel very secure and safe and open and nurturing and and healthy. What about the concept of love at first sight? You know, I I believe in that because I've experienced that. Now, is it the deep committed love? No, I think it's just kind of like a soliloquy, like love at first sight. It just you feel pulled toward this person. You know you want to be with this person. You cannot explain why. So you continue to progress in that relationship, get to know them. And if all goes well, then yeah, maybe you were right. Maybe they are the person you're going to be with. And if it doesn't, then you were fooled by your attraction. I think it can go either way. Anyhow, I wanted to touch on that too. Um, But in light of Valentine's Day, I just want you to be able to celebrate whatever love you have in your life, even if you loved and lost, right? That whole quote, "Is is it better to have loved and lost or to never have loved at all? Because loss can be a part of love. I mean, it really is. Like you spend your life with someone and then they pass on. That, you know, that's a part of it. Or unfortunately, like some people, their relationships end over time due to a variety of factors. I think loving kids comes with a sense of loss because they grow up and they adult and they move on. You know, empty nest syndrome. But would you trade the you know prior stages just to avoid that the end stage or the the transition stage and that's a question you have to ask yourself you know our our animals will pass on like i said but does that does that change the x amount of years you did have with them and so love in itself is not an emotion love is accompanied by many if not all emotions. And so again, I think love is a state of being. It's a state of experiencing and there are stages of it. So with that being said, I hope that you, if you, if there's someone in your life that you love, show them a little bit extra this week, tell them you love them, hug them, hold them close, hug your pet, get them a treat, you know, and, and honestly take yourself out too. Like what do you love to do? Go love yourself. Take yourself on a date. Try a new coffee. I don't know why I always go to coffee. <laughs> I went to Flagstaff for my best friends uh, like post-wedding weekend. And there is this place in Flagstaff called Rendezvous. And it had the best freaking coffee I've ever had. It was like a salted caramel brownie latte. And I'm like, this is never going to be good. It's going to be too sweet. Oh my gosh, blew my mind. Uh, and I just keep thinking about wanting to go back to Flagstaff. And so if I were to do something for myself, it would be to drive my ass to Flagstaff and get that cup of coffee and just like sit outside. That's how I would love myself if that were, you know, <laughs> available. Um, so anyway, it, you don't have to be in a relationship to to express and, and show and feel love. But remember... Uh, it is it is kind of an all-encompassing experience and state. So with that, I hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day, no matter what your situation is. It's especially fun if you have little ones, you know, making all the Valentine's Day boxes and cards and 
getting them little trinkets and, and gifts and stuffed animals and candy and all that, all that jazz, right? So I hope this was helpful to you. I'd love to know your you know, current thoughts on, on the feelings surrounding love. If you enjoyed this episode, please go give it a five-star rating on Apple. Write it a little review. Helps me get this uh, podcast out there to the masses. And uh, I will see you soon. In the meantime, take a deep breath. And remember, we're all just here to feel and find out.